welcome back to TikTok. The mess that is my mind. <laughs> Today, I'm not sipping on wine. I'm actually sipping on some raspberry ale. Even though it's Wine Wednesday, I'm recording this on Wine Wednesday, but I'm drinking raspberry ale. I'm a beer girl. I guess. <laughs> not really. I don't really have a preferred alcohol. I mean, I said in last week's episode, I was Miss Tequila when I went to the Dominican Republic, but yeah, I guess if I'm, uh, if I have to choose one of my favorites, if it's not tequila, it would be wine. And yeah, anyways, welcome back to TikTok. It's been another week. Another week has passed. I was really hopeful at the end of last week that we would have been out of lockdown or at least in the days to come, but that's not the case. They're going to keep us in lockdown for a few more weeks, in fact. Marking it a full year of lockdown. Cheers to that. Cheers to a full year of being in quarantine. It's gone by slow. Tried to make the best of it thus far. I was messaging somebody today earlier and uh, it's always that awkward like, Oh, I hope you're doing well. You know, hope you're staying alive. You know, what do you say? You know, somebody joked that when they leave the store instead of saying stay safe, they say stay sane. Which I think is more, you know, I feel like that's more relatable. I feel like that's more genuine. Stay sane. (laughs) Because really, that's all we can hope for anymore, is our sanity. Keeping our sanity. Because they're trying to take everything else away from us. So our integrity and our sanity is something that we can still control. I kind of want to talk more about control. Losing control maintaining control it's hard to maintain control right now considering we you know we don't really have our freedoms and we can't really go out and do what we want which is extremely irritating for somebody like me who likes to keep control and you know make the most of my life even if that's going out or you know doing things so the fact that I'm still in lockdown is driving me a little bit crazy uh but you know, all I can really do is try and take control of my days, you know, and, you know, the first thing with that is getting into the morning routine, accomplishing the morning routine, and then seizing the day, right? And you can't beat yourself up if you, you know, let the day take control of you, because it happens, it happens to the best of us, you know, and, and we're hopefully given the day after, so all we can really do is wake up the next day and make the most of it. And that's on me having lost control yesterday. The day took control of me. I was having a really challenging mental day, going off of not getting a lot of sleep, having the weirdest dreams. So I'm not really, you know, getting into that level of REM sleep. I think a lot of us are having weird dreams. It's, uh, I should start a dream journal. I've never done that and I've always wanted to. It's just, some of them stay with us, some of us don't. I'm not really at a place where I can wake up in the middle of the night and just start jotting things down. I can barely, but that could be maybe something for next year. I'll get the gratitude journal a goal accomplished this year and then I'll move into a dream journal next. Gratitude journals really force you every morning if you get into the routine of it. You know, even if it's just three things to be thankful for, most of the time, I'm, I'm just writing how I'm thankful for my dog or my grandma. I like to bounce between either or. Of course, your health, wellness, is something we all take for granted. Um, you know, there's just taking 
taking a little bit of time every day to sort of just recognize things that you're grateful or thankful for is very beneficial because you just feel you feel more connected to those things and you just you go throughout your day with this awareness and this lens of just being more grateful for things even the simple things like my first sip of coffee in the morning so grateful for that every day you know or trying a new drink trying raspberry ale for the first time it's quite delicious I don't know how many of you like rap music but I have to give a lot of credit for my like strong mentality to the amount to the amount of hours that I spent listening to rap music growing up you know top top five it's so hard to list but Kendrick Lamar Flatbush Zombies Joey Badass there's so many so many artists that I've connected with Mac Miller rest in peace so many artists that I've been able to connect with especially through music that you know they articulate things that that I've always known and that I've always felt in my being but certain peers that I've come into contact with throughout my life they just they can't connect with me on that level so a lot of times I'm you know I've turned to rap music and turned to certain artists that are just really that really resonate with me and connect on the same message whether it be through loss experience with psychedelic drugs experience growing up with your grandmother you know you'd be surprised the amount of rap artists that grew up with their grandmothers <laughs> and uh you know I just wanted to say that I I owe a lot of credit to to those that expressed themselves and told their stories because if it wasn't for them and that's what I hope I'm doing right now with whoever's watching you know whoever expresses themselves and has been able to reach me has made such positive impacts on my life and I owe them so much credit to where I am today the time spent in my room listening to music even bawling my eyes out over some loss or things to gain music is always there for me you know I, I think back to the days of even taking the city bus you know when I didn't have my license I would you know I'd be on the GRT Grand River Transit all day every day bopping around town with my headphones in you know currency one of my favorites I just uh I owe a lot to the to the message that they sent and the mentality that they all had rap music is so powerful and I think that we uh we we all can connect through art in some way you know even when I'm doing my mandalas and working with gold leaf I'm I'm connecting with people that have done that before me. I first found out about Gold Leaf in one of my first projects that I did. I'll put a picture. One of my first projects that I did was inspired by an artist who first used Gold Leaf back when they were doing illuminated manuscripts. So it was, you know, thousands of years ago. But even now I'm I'm just so inspired by by the works and I'm using it and it's we've all We've all come from some sort of cycle. I want to talk about loss. It's a hard subject. We've all experienced loss. It's a shitty feeling. I once lost my cell phone with all my pictures of my puppy lying on it. You know, had a lot of memories from my first out of country music festival, trips to New York and you know, just so many memories, thousands of pictures. And then I carelessly 
while at a Jay-Z and Beyonce concert on the run tour. Such a fun time. I was with my cousin. And, um, you know, naturally, together, her and I were uh, a certain level of intoxication where you just carelessly leave your phone uh, on, on the top of the toilet paper dispenser in the women's washroom stall. You know, I just placed it down, did what I had to do. Um, and then in those 30 seconds, I had forgotten that my phone was there, walked out of the washroom never to never to look back until the next morning where I was like, oh, my, my phone, yeah, I, I need that. So then I call the Rogers Center as if they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Jennifer, we have your phone waiting for you. Come and pick it up. Wishful thinking. They didn't have it. And I lost all, all my stuff, all my pictures. You know, as you can imagine, like I said last episode with my attachment issues, I was just devastated. My memories, gone, vanished. Left a pit in my stomach. And it was, it was a loss I had to get over. There's that kind of loss. There's like the loss of your first love. You know, oh my gosh. It's, oh, that's so, that's such a dramatic feeling. Your first breakup, your first relationship. You know, that loss leaves like a pit in your stomach. I'm never going to find love again. You know, it's just so, so dramatic. Such a bittersweet feeling. Maybe not bittersweet, but just, it's gut-wrenching, but it's good to go through and and you, you sort of become a better person after that. But we all experience loss. I myself experienced the greatest loss ever at the age of six when my parents died in a murder-suicide. And that's, and that's a whole story, you know, and, and maybe I will tell it. Maybe I will just get into it. You know, I, I keep contemplating how much I want to reveal in the first episodes of this podcast, but I think I, while opening up, you know, certain questions might be might be raised from, from the listeners. Feel free to message me anything on the TikTok pod Instagram. We've got a Facebook page also. I want this to be a community for people, and, and especially youth who are going through a hard time to realize things will get better. You know, a lot of the time we're spending on our on phones and social media when, when that's sort of like a it, it clouds our brain with junk. You know, it's, it takes a, a, takes us away from that alone time. You know, whether it's just reading a book or stretching, doing a puzzle, going for a walk, right? It's There's so many better things that we can be doing to connect with ourselves. And, uh, you know, listening to podcasts is something that I've done. It's really helped me. There's been lots of podcasts that have really, really changed my life. You know, I, I think that by listening to somebody else's story and connecting with somebody you can you can find certain little gems within yourself so telling the story about how i lost my parents i want to give some context my mom worked from home my dad was an entrepreneur he was a painter he he was painting houses painting you know you needed your walls painted he was the guy you know he i used to call him the the marshmallow man cuz he had this big white painter's suit you know and uh you know my mom was uh you know she was she was a very very strong woman very very independent always up for a debate always wanting the best for me you know she would she would make my baby food and and make my own medicine you know I was wearing cloth diapers she'd go to the thrift store and she'd find me the coolest stuff and herself the coolest stuff I was told she found 
she found the nicest the nicest suit, a brand name suit, and of course the brand name slipping my mind, but you know, she said that this is what I'll be buried in. And in, in fact, that's that's what she was buried in cuz she cuz that's what she wanted. That was her power suit. And uh and yeah, I I had such amazing people who raised me in, in, in my first six years of life. And I, you know, still to this day, I have great people that raise me. But those first six years, I was raised by two individuals that had a great deal of love for one another and a great deal of love for me. They'd take me on camping trips, we'd go canoeing. Any moment we had to spend in nature, hiking or doing, doing stuff to connect with one another and connect with nature, we were taking those opportunities. And I have such great memories with my father in the in his in the garage doing woodshop projects and he built me a shed in the backyard I had a hammock in the backyard we you know I was gardening and putting stuff in the compost building snowmen with my mom making handmade pinatas and just I had such an amazing childhood with them and uh and the love between each other were so strong and um you know, but my father had some issues, some drinking issues and, and issues he he didn't want to face, some demons like we all have, um, and, and he didn't want to face them. You know, my mom, my mom wanted to, uh, to have a, a stable life for her and myself, so the, th- the thought of, of him not having us anymore just was enough to, to put him over the edge and, and and I lost my parents on Thanksgiving Monday, back back uh, to in two thousand and one. I think, <laughs> of course, my mem like my memory, like I mentioned in the last podcast, is so in is so blurry. But uh, yeah, at six years old, I lost both of my parents. Um, that night was very blurry. I woke up, you know. I remember my mom tucked me into bed. And this was after we were we had a nice family dinner at my aunt's house. You know, I came home, got ready for bed like normal. My mom tucked me in, reading my favorite book. And then I woke up in a policeman's arms. He was carrying carrying me through the street to to his police cruiser. You know, and I just had, you know, a little tank top and undies on. And uh, I was in and out of sleep, very confused. And, uh, and then I remember being in a police cruiser thinking to myself, like, geez, this is so much, so much shit, so many gadgets and voices and buttons and lights and what the hell is going on? And then I just passed back out. And then I woke up again, you know, in, in some chair and then a nice lady was here and a police officer was there and asking me lots of questions. Ended up sleeping at a, uh, I, I guess it was a foster home. You know, there was a... I, I slept in the same room as, like, some cribbed baby. And, uh... I remember there was some, like, blueberry-scented or eucalypt- eucalyptus-scented infuser, diffuser in the room. And, um... I was so confused, right? Like, I it all felt like a dream. Like, I was in a dream state the whole night. And then eventually... I, you know, one of the ladies from the night before who was asking questions had come to pick me up. I was then taken to, I think it was the Family and Children's Services Center. And then I was taken into, like, this closet where I got to pick out, like, a new outfit. Because, of course, I was still in my pajamas from when my mom had tucked me in the night before. 
and uh, and those jelly shoes were all the rage. So of course I chose a pair of jelly shoes and like the coolest dress I could find. I balled out naturally. Malio, I found the coolest stuff to wear, and uh, still didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> um, but but flies fuck, flies fucking confused and six and somewhat orphaned, <laughs> and um, yeah. And then I was just like playing with an etch a sketch and all this stuff until I was then eventually taken to my grandmother's house, where everyone was, my entire family, everyone was gathered, so I assume, assumed it was a family gathering, but everyone was visually upset, I remember that, I remember looking to my left and seeing my grandmother, you know, with her head in, in her lap and, and people consoling her, and, and um, you know, eventually I was like, so when are my parents coming? You know, the whole fam's here, but where, where are the rents? And um, I'm not sure who said it, but then somebody said, Jenny, your parents aren't going to be coming today. Um, you know, they're not going to be able to join us. And, and I was so confused and, um, and, and the rest of the day and weeks to come and honestly years to come, we're just, we're just a blur <laughs> because, you know, going through loss at that age, both of your parents, I, I still to this day can't even describe it. You, you know, I didn't feel alone because I had the rest of my family around me. But I was alone, you know, for the, for, you know, up until now and for the rest of my life. It's this, it's this feeling of isolation. And that's why I grasp onto things that come into my life so closely. And, and that's why I'm, that's why I want to connect with other people because going through that and then going through the continuous trauma that was to come. I've made it here. <laughs> I've made it to a really good place because I didn't, I was up against the odds, really, truly, I was up against the odds and I'm so blessed that I had such powerful, impactful supports, friendships, community supports, a lot of role models even really positive relationships with men and women and, and just a lot of good has come in my life and it will come in yours. And if you're going through a really challenging time right now or if you're experiencing any of the, any of the forms of loss that I've mentioned, no amount of words really bring you comfort. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. But time is really powerful. And take, so take control of each day. Take control of each moment the best that you can. And don't, don't beat yourself up when you don't. You know, as my grandma says, take it one minute at a time, one step at a time, one hour at a time, one day at a time, one year at a time, one lifetime at a time. Because <laughs> if this lifetime sucks, I'm, you know, maybe you'll come come into the next lifetime as, as a, a tree or something just, you know, more lucky and wiser than you are now, but it will get better. And I, and I was mentioning last, that last week that I really feel for the, for the youth that are having to go through hard times. 
By the way, my niece got accepted into law school. I'm so proud of her. We all go through our own suffering. We all deal with suffering in our own way. But just know that we all have a lived experience that we share commonalities in. So feeling alone or, or this idea of isolation, you can overcome that and you can, you can really find the power within yourself. And it takes time. Emotional, why are you emotional? Ah, bitch, you emotional, damn. <laughs> bitch, you emotional, damn. I mean, naturally, it's a touchy subject. Don't know how enjoyable this even is to listen to. After that gathering, I, I went and lived with my, my aunt for a bit. And it was exactly what needed to happen. My family really tried their hardest to make the transition from living with my parents to, to the next chapter as, as seamless as possible. And if any of those family members are listening, I just want to say thank you and I love you because you guys all did a great job. <laughs> I couldn't imagine having to having to be in that position, grieving, grieving yourself, um, and then try and, try and make a, a good decision for, for somebody else, hoping that it's not gonna totally ruin the rest of their life. <laughs> Maybe a little bit dramatic, but nonetheless, I, uh, I've experienced loss, I've experienced a lot of changes and ups and downs in regards to my living environment, and who I'm living with, and and what school I'm going to, and the friends that I've surrounded myself with. I've gone through lots of changes, a lot of which I didn't want. Looking back, I don't know how else it would have ha like, it's just, it's just my life, right? Whatever's happened in the past, it's brought you to your present moment, and it's just what happened. It doesn't need to be who you are anymore. It doesn't need to carry any further. The trauma that's happened to you in your past doesn't need to be a part of your present or your future. It's hard to come to that mentality and it's hard to put it into practice. I'm still working on that myself to this day. And, uh, and that's all about us controlling how we react. I'm an extremely reactive person. I've been very angry and emotional and, and not given myself those five minutes to really calm down and give myself that space which is what I've learned I need to do. I need those moments in, in times of heightened triggers. I need those moments to just calm myself down, think rationally, collect my thoughts, and then reapproach the situation. And, and, you know, I've become, you know, I've recognized what has come out of that trauma, whether it be, you know, anger and attachment issues you know, being in relationships with men heighten certain fears that I have. Having gone through, you know, one of my one of my previous boyfriends even just just quite literally up and left the country. One day it was just peace out, you know, just see you never. Uh, eventually people talk again and people come into your life for certain reasons if they want to, for need be, but People just can up and leave. People can just die. People can just evaporate. People can just piss you off. People can just do all these things. So putting so much weight and emotion and attachment into other people and other things sets an expectation. And if you live a life with that certain level of expectation and you find yourself constantly disappointed, then maybe evaluate why 
you have all those expectations and try and remove them. When you think positively, when you think freely, when you start doing things for yourself, naturally what's meant to stick in your life will come. The people that are meant to be in your life will come. So if you feel like you have a lot of this clutter or a lot of this baggage, it's not selfish to remove that. It's not selfish to take a break from it all and give yourself that moment to collect your thoughts and be rational. And, and I've, it's taken me a lot of time to realize that. Even if it's family members, significant others, your best friend, your mother, your father, your sister, It's not selfish to give yourself that space and give yourself that clarity. We only have one life. You have no idea when it's going to be taken away from you. And it's, and it's totally up to you to make yourself happy. Because if you put your expectations into other people to give yourself that happiness, sorry to tell you, but you're going to be disappointed. And maybe that's sort of my cynical way of thinking, but it's helped me. <laughs> I guess if that's, you know, I, I, I do try and remain optimistic. I've got my first tattoo that I got, Time to Pretend. It's the title of an MGMT song. I'm sure you all know it. If not, listen to it. It's a fun music video as well. They always make great music videos. I've had the pleasure of seeing them live prior to when everything got locked down, thank goodness I got to see a bunch of my favorite music artists live and them being one of them. Time to pretend. Constant reminder to try to not be cynical as I grow old. Easier said than done. But <laughs> certain cynical beliefs, and maybe they're not cynical, maybe they're just sort of blunt and realistic. It's not a fantasy idea to have very little expectation, be your own best friend, make yourself happy, don't be afraid to be selfish, but be selfless in every single opportunity that you that's also granted to you. There's no harm in helping other people succeed and helping other people win. And this is a message for myself, there's no harm in, in accepting help and accepting other people's help. I often find because of what I've been through and, and being very strong-willed and independent, having to carry myself through all of these hectic chapters, I've become very, I'm like a transformer, okay? Like, honestly, I go from, like, pink shirt tits up to, like, transformer mode in, like, 10 seconds. It's terrifying. I'm working on it. So because of this wall that, I'm able, that I've been able to put up, it's really hard for me to often put it down and accept the help that I know I need and accept the generosity that people want to give me. There's some saying that, you know, you put so much love out into the world, you should be able to accept the love that comes your way. But if you can take a page out of my book, don't be so, don't be so hard on the outside all the time. Because there, although there's fear in being vulnerable, it's such a beautiful thing to be and, and, <laughs> you know, being open to experience things. Although that contradicts the whole expectation theory that I just explained, you have to be strong within yourself, but still very much open to whatever opportunities are going to come and present themselves, whatever lessons are going to come. Because that's what we're here for, to experience it. But also take control. 
because I don't think we're taking as much control as we can. I mean, I'm trying to every day by doing the things that make me happy, putting stuff that I want out into this world. That's me taking control, doing good things for my health, spending alone time. That's me taking control. And I'm learning to accept accept help by having Amy, my therapist, having my friends guide me through certain challenges. You know, I even just help helping me get this podcast up. I've had to accept some help, but I'm like, no, I can do it myself. It's me, 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 and you know, no expectations. So I'm just gonna do it myself. And and oftentimes, Jen. That's not that's not how we work smart. That's just harder work. And and one of my favorite sayings is work smart, not hard. So talking about my dog, who is my savior, <laughs> going off of what we said with me building those walls and being super independent, I really just wanted to care for something other than myself. So I got a dog. I love my dog so much we have just celebrated our seven year anniversary we've gotten over the seven year itch we're still very much in love right lion he's napping hopefully dreaming about me and the love that we share nonetheless this little guy whether or not he knows it saved my life he gets me out of the house every single day he shows me love he's oh he's always there i'm sure we don't need to hear me rant about how much i love my dog but caring for something other than yourself has brought me so much benefit and shown me true love. Not the love of my maternal grandmother, but the love that I can give something else. The love, just this level of care and, and just deep connection. <laughs> it's man's best friend. The love that a man and a dog share, a woman and a dog share, is a bond unlike any other. And I just want to shout out my fucking dog, man. I fucking love my dog, man. <laughs> but no, it's it's changed my life. And uh, I've often joked and said that I want to know the love language of my dog. I really wish I knew if it was, you know, if it was, you know, physical touch, acts of service. Like, perhaps it's when you pick up your dog's shit on a walk that they look at you and they think, wow. They really love me. They really take care of me. Or when I'm putting on the little socks and the little, the little balloon boots on my dog's paws before we go out on a walk, you know, he's thinking, wow, she, she really loves me. Or perhaps it's just treats, you know, gifts. <laughs> you know, like who, who knows? But I think it's, it, I really kind of wish that there would be some test that my dog could take in whatever language he understands. Uh, so that I could know his love language and then make sure he's feeling extra loved because what a gift, what a gift. And I just want him to feel mm, an overdose of love. <laughs> kind of an interesting story how my dog got his name. His name is Lion, but spelt like Lyon, the city in France. I've never been there. I hope to go. Whenever I can travel the world again, a European getaway is the first thing on my list. I'd like to spend a couple months there just traveling around, mostly the Parisian countryside. But getting back to the point, the way that my dog got his name, if you guys don't know Dr. Wu on Instagram, he's a crazy big celebrity tattoo artist, does really intricate single needle line work, really pretty stuff. He's tattooed Justin Bieber, Bella Hadid, everyone. 
even people that aren't famous but still have fucking dope tattoos. He has a son. He has a son named Lion, and uh, and I loved the way that it was spelt. I loved, I, I don't know what it was, but it was something that really captivated me. It stuck in my mind, and then I brought it down to my dog. So his name is Lion, and it's pronounced Lion. I'm a Leo, animal lion. Here's my tattoo, Lion, 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 Lion. Prideful, just, it fit, it fit, it works, we love it. Lion, Lion McDonald. Lady Dee He's so passed out and just done. We've got crazy snow here, so just going out and for a simple walk, he's like, the poor thing is like trekking through the snow. It's like a workout. I'd be passed out if I was him too. I was living with my grandma at the time when I got Lion, and uh, you know, she, I, I told her, Grandma, I'm getting a dog. And my cousin, who had lived with her before, years, years prior, had gotten a dog, and it was just, it was not my grandma's, what my grandma wanted. It was not her wishes. And of course, my sister got a, or, you know, I call her my sister, but she's my cousin. She's biological cousin, came to be my sister when I moved in with her mom, my aunt. Call them cousins. Nonetheless, she had a dog, left a bad impression on my grandmother. Here I come, living with my grandmother, wanting a dog. My grandma, my, my grandmother, bless her heart, thought, heck no, not doing that again. So she, she told me no. Um, I wasn't a fan of that. I uh, went against her wishes and I got a dog, tiny little Yorkie lion. Bought him as a miniature Yorkie. He turned out to be not a miniature Yorkie. He's most likely half lasso apso, half Yorkie, which is great. I love him nonetheless. He's for sure mixed because he does not look like your traditional Yorkshire Terrier. That's for damn sure. <sighs> Brought him home. Wilma fell in love, and uh, as opposed to what she was saying a few weeks prior, which was, Jennifer, if you get a dog and bring him into my house, you're going to have two weeks to find a new place to live. Her mentality switched to, okay, clean up his shit, love, your, love him, I'm not taking care of him, what, like, it just, slowly but surely, the conversation of me moving out didn't happen, it evaporated into thin air. And I still have my dog to this day, and my grandma and him are very close, and uh, and I love him so much. But I also want to talk about how I don't want to travel because of the love I have for this thing. I've spent pretty well every single night of our life together. I don't want to leave him. Kind of this funny idea about how all the times I've been abandoned in my childhood, I now don't want to abandon my dog. You know, we, we spend so much time together. I think I've certainly given him some sort of anxiety issues. He's totally fine when I'm not here, but it's this, like, he gets really worked up right before I'm about to leave. And I always tell him, I'll be right back, I'll be right back. And of course I always am. But, yeah, I just don't, I don't want to leave him for an extended period of time. I have nightmares about it. It causes me a lot of anxiety thinking that I won't, you know necessarily have like that control over our oh I, I hate to say control over him but it, but that's kind of what it is I want control and I want to be able to have him with me and and I've just gone stupid close attached to this dog I don't even want to think about you know when, when we're no longer together on this earth because in my mind you know he's him and my grandmother are uh, invincible they're never gonna perish <laughs> ever <laughs> Um, but no, I don't want to travel and I don't want to see the world unless I can 
put them in my pocket and bring them with me. Striving in chunks. I was talking last week about how with time comes a lot of pressure. And that that's true. That's a certain lens you can look at it in. But if you just sort of strive in chunks, it kind of takes this this pressure off of it. You can do things in chapters, like goal by goal. Accomplish one thing, move on to the next. You know, I, I sort of, I was saying that even through trauma, I found a way to remain hopeful. And we all can do that. I've, even just visualizing, being able to get to my certain apartment, getting my dog, you know, eventually making some money. I'm visualizing all of these things and, and setting these goals. By keeping something to look forward to in the forefront of your mind, I think is what's going to help us right now during lockdown, during challenging times, during moments of feeling isolated, try and keep something in the forefront of your mind to look forward to. That, you know, something that relates back to what makes you happy or something related to a passion, something that, you know, even if it's something, I hate to say this, but if it's something like material, like even a, if you support a local business and you have a new, you know, piece of jewelry coming in the mail or you've got, you know, even if it's an Amazon order, I don't even care. I don't judge, but something to look forward to. I, I have a Tame Impala concert that's been rescheduled for September 2021. I'm not going to set that expectation for it to happen anytime soon, because let's be honest, probably not going to happen. But it's still something to look forward to. Summer weather, spring weather, sand between my toes. Something, you know, just find something. And, and if you have to go into your little gratitude journal to be like, okay, I'm, I'm just looking forward to my sip of coffee tomorrow morning, that's something. Step by step, day by day, something positive, something for yourself. Just get it done. Follow through. This is a message for me and a message for you. <laughs> I just wanted to sort of open up about the night I lost my parents, the love I have for my dog. You know, opening up a little bit more about the changes that I went through with my living arrangements. And, uh... Ultimately, I just wanted to say that loss is inevitable, but you can get through it. You will get through it. I'm going to continue to experience more loss, and I will get through it as well. It's nothing I haven't been through before. You know, I still look back to the certain pictures on my cell phone that I can't look back on. You know, certain memories that I captured that, you know, are just now actual memories in my brain and not memories on a phone and I have to say that since then I've put less pressure on constantly taking pictures and capturing those moments and just sort of being present and being in those moments physically as opposed to always putting you know having to put it on Instagram or me take a picture of it because yeah putting those memories on a device that you can potentially lose one day is terrifying you know why, why, why put that extra platform, that extra in-between, you know? Loss is inevitable, so trash the in-between. Fuck the phones, fuck the frickin' apps. Spend more alone time, and uh, yeah, because we're forced to, because we're not getting out of lockdown anytime soon. Now I'm, I'm gonna go read some more of my book. I'm gonna go read some more Four Agreements, maybe draw myself a bath, take some time to myself, Reflect on how far I've come. And, uh, yeah. 
You'll make it through. This too shall pass. All those other cheesy things. Go listen to Time to Pretend by MGMT. Go check out my Lion Harbor Instagram and my website. All right, guys, that's enough for me this week. Thanks for letting me get some stuff off of my chest. Let these tits talk for a bit. I really appreciate all of you guys for listening and, and continuing to interact with me. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on any podcast platform, give it a rating. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Give me some feedback. Connect with me on all socials, whether it's TikTok or TikTok Pod. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. All the best. Peace and love.